Good morning. How's everyone doing? Welcome to the morning show, Thursday, June 3rd. June 4th. June 4th. Welcome to the morning show. It's June 4th. Uh, This is a morning show. We do, uh, let me say hi to some people hanging out. We got Ben's hanging out, Alex, Scott, Abe, Troy, uh, acrophobic mountain climber, Matthew Harris, Anthony Machias, let's see, on Periscope, Jordan from Minnesota, Llewellyn, Llewellyn, great job last night with Keith, that was fun to watch, not Mr. Moon, what's going on in Facebook, we got... Morning from Kansas. Ooh, Dan Savitsky says, one more day till you get the puppy. It's true. This is my last day of my life uh, without a without being a dog owner. Uh, so, you know, that should last me a decade or so, 15 years. I'm not going to put an end date on the dog I'm going to get tomorrow. Quit making me do that. But, yeah, going to get a dog tomorrow, so that's exciting. Um but I'll do the morning show tomorrow, and then and then so there's another time you're going to see me. But that that's fun, and it's the morning show. It's Thursday. Hope everyone's doing well. We got a crazy, crazy busy day today because I'm going to drive to Pennsylvania to get the dog tomorrow. So we're we're kind of putting everything everything into today. So that's exciting. Uh, the coffee. Someone asked me how the coffee was. It's all right. Um, we made it like super strong and then because we want to make iced coffee out of it, but it's too early for that because the coffee's so hot. So all of that stuff, uh, just, you know, the coffee, the coffee games that you play, you know. Oh, I almost messed up this to have my super awesome everyone's favorite in the whole entire world transition. <clears throat> Welcome to the morning show. It's for me. It's not for you. Geography history, baseball, music. That was Sun Volt uh, on the music. Sun Volt's got an awesome voice. I don't know. I don't know deep track Sun Volt songs. I know there's like a handful that I will go play, but I don't know deep tracks. But anyway, John Boy Media today, we have an episode of Sequence coming out. We have John Boy and Jake Radio coming out at 10 o'clock. Those have been fun. Um, Actually, I think all the schedules got mixed up and... The episodes aren't getting released on the day because today we had a talking Nets and a talking Knicks get released. So you can go check those out as well. Basketball's coming back. I'm sure Knicks fans are probably more excited that they don't have to watch their team play than have to watch them, but we can see what they say on talking Knicks. And talking Nets is uh, Keith and Hudson. It says, warning, this is not a distraction pod. So go into that. Uh, with an open mind. Boom. Galen Nee said, how long is this going? It's tough. Ready looking for the out. Uh, The weather. Guys, I'm pretty excited about these small towns and places we keep finding. Nanjimoy, Maryland. It's the random town of the day. Producer Luke spins a wheel, gets a random town. I go down the rabbit hole. There's been so many fun rabbit holes. I actually have a list of all the towns that we've done. Let's see, because that's where we put it. Winona, they had the Sugarloaf yesterday. 
Electric City, Washington. That one was kind of a dud besides that drawer salesman. Uh, Isle Royale was awesome. Kit's Hummock was a cool story. Waiama'a. Fuck that uh, Hawaii place. I knew how to pronounce it the day I was doing it. Shouldn't even tried. Anyway, what I'm saying is we've run into a lot of cool places just doing random towns and geography. And this place is no different. So it's right by Washington, D.C. You can see the little river, little offshoot, little port gets you there, right? Fredericksburg, big battle there, right there. So there's definitely some Civil War stuff going on, some political stuff. It's got the river bending through it. Nanjimoy Community Center. But what's cool about this place is, are you guys ready? We got a, a ship boneyard in Mallows Bay, which is, I think, right here. No, no, no. Right here. Ship boneyard. Did I do it wrong? Fuck, I'm in the wrong place. Find the bay, Jimmy. Find the bay. Fuck. All right, just going to Google Mallow's Bay. Mallow's Bay. Some of you guys probably know about it. Where was I? Oh, it was too high. Look, you can see all the ships. You see those ships? You can just see the ships that are sunk here. Hundreds of ships in the water. It's the biggest ship graveyard in the world, maybe? crazy the story is that world war one happened and they wanted to be able to transfer goods and stuff so they put these ships into production let me see i have some videos here they put these ships into production this guy tells the story 1918 big ass ships they put them into production um they didn't have enough ships to transport to Europe, so they start building all these ships. They take so long to build, and they're shitty ships. They just kind of blow. By the time they're completed, the war's over, and uh, they're like, oh, okay, uh, what do we do with all these ships now, though? Because we built them, but now we can't use them anywhere. So they took them to Mallow's Bay and just set them on fire. Well, first, they, they brought them to a bunch of salvage places, people that thought they could scrap the metal, scrap the wood, and reuse them, repurpose them. And then no one really had any use for them at all. So they just brought them over to this Mallows Bay in Nanjimoy, Maryland, and burned and sunk all the ships. That's crazy. We already had the, uh, in Isle Royale, we had sunken ships. But this is like a whole different thing. I wish they could have preserved some. I'm sure there's a 1918 ship preserved somewhere. But it'd be so cool to like, if they, well, people would fuck with it if they pulled it out and just let it, whatever. But now they said that this is, this is vital to the ecosystem in Mallow's Bay. So they can't remove them which is funny because that led people <laughs> that led people that led people to think you could th trash was good for the ecosystem. Isn't that nuts? Just a ton of ships. Look at that. It's crazy.
And I had no idea about that. Just random, random. There's some that are still up high. Let's see. There's a bunch of videos here. This dude, nice beard, nice hat, nice vest, kayaking over the ships. Look at all that metal. And look at this one. So that, that one's kind of like out of the water. These are old. Ships are like double the age of that guy. Isn't that crazy? You guys know about that? They, there's this there's this town. There's this... They tried to make... Uh, tried to make reef out of tires you guys heard about that osborne reef that's what i was thinking of so because like those are those became vital to the ecosystem in the water at a time people thought that that was like a solution um osborne reef they just dumped tires uh into the water thinking that that would (laughs) That would help build an ecosystem uh, for there in some like man-made coral reef. But no, it just killed everything and nothing grew. And it's just a graveyard of tires now. So was a good idea. Never. But they went through with it. A lot of dumb things have happened. Look at this. That's cool. So Mallow's Bay shipyard cool kinda no definitely cool osborne reef kind of dumb didn't work they blew it anyway what was the weather the weather was 74 degrees partly cloudy in nanjimoy maryland which i uh hope i'm saying correctly because some Indian tribe. Oh, I had more notes about Nanjimoy. Let's see. What, what were my notes? Uh, much of the Nanjimoy area is forest and farmland. Tobacco was formerly commonly cultivated in the area, but is now rarely grown there. Largest shipwreck fleet in Western Hemisphere. Do, do, do. In 1970, a representative from the Autobahn Society testified that the wrecks had become an integral part of the ecosystem in the 1990s. The area was found to contain longboats from the revolutionary era and modern ships. Bam. It's cool. All right. Why didn't that play? About that. And that's all I have to say about that. Bam. Benito Santiago is the random baseball player of the day. Benito Santiago. 20-year career, at times was one of the best catchers in the game, made the consecutive all-star games at the end of his career, hung out with Barry Bonds a little too much, got caught up in steroids, testified that he took steroids. His first excuse was bad, so that's kind of uh, the shitty first thing you have to say because otherwise people are like, oh, he took steroids. Yeah, he did, but, but he also was really good at throwing runners out from his knees and that's what we're going to watch because that's fun to watch that's basically how you should live your life this is fun to watch so we're going to watch it boom done all right benny take it away here we go super low butt oh my voice broke 
just kind of chilling, not even in like a ready position, not even going to pop up, just always through from his knees. Bam, got him. That is crazy. You don't, you still don't see anyone do this. They always like, you know, are balls of their feet ready to pounce with a runner on base. And he's just still sitting back there chilling. These guys like it. Hey, there's McCullers, senior. That was the whole video? Come on, needed more. Uh, Benito Santiago can't tag Ken Caminiti to end the game. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, I've never seen this before. That's brutal. Okay. Let's watch this in super slow-mo. Sorry to everyone that just listens to the podcast app. Uh, and only has audio, but I should be describing more. But so, uh, okay, they're playing against the Astros. Strike three, swing and miss, ball in the dirt. He can't come up with it clean. The runner is running to first. I'm guessing bases were loaded. Santiago can't find the ball, finally finds it, picks it up with his bare hand, puts it in the glove, goes to tag the runner coming home. Guy, like, kind of barrels into him, doesn't even really, and the ball comes loose from Santiago's glove and scores. Weird. He must have had a real loose, must have been actually putting the ball from his bare hand into his glove, and there was like a transfer state, and that's where the Astros, was it uh, Caminiti, ran into him. Caminiti? Never seen that play before. That's brutal. They show replay. We're in super slow-mo still. That sucks. That's like the third video that comes up. Uh, He also hit... The first home run in Marlins history. That's a fun fact about Santiago. And when he was a rookie, well, we're still in super slow-mo. When he was a rookie with the the Padres, he had a 34-game hitting streak, which I believe was the longest hitting streak ever by a rookie, longest hitting streak ever by a catcher, and longest hitting streak ever by a Padre. And this is the double we're watching in super slow-mo that got him the 34th game. I wonder what happened on the 35th. Okay, slow-mo. It's brutal. Go normal, go normal. Ooh, I went normal for the one part I would have wanted to see slow-mo. It looked like a close play at second. God damn it. Two wristbands. That's cool. Uh, He bounced around so much for making all-star games. The Padres didn't want to pay him, and then they scrapped, like, anyone that they would have to pay. So he left and went to the Marlins, I believe. Show me the slide at second. And then from the Marlins, he went everywhere. Let's see. Do you guys have the this up on the screen? Yeah. So... He was with the Padres from 1986 to 1992. Then he left. He signed a two-year deal with the Marlins. Then he signed a one-year deal with Cincy. Then he went to Philly for one year, Toronto for two years, Cubs for one year, back to Cincy for one year. Then he kind of had a resurgence with the Giants, 2001 to 2003, and no one can really put their finger on, on why, except all the steroids that he did with Barry Bonds. That's you know, okay, shit, we figured it out. He played till he was 40 years old. He got one vote for the Hall of Fame, and I think that's all. Run, won the 
rookie of the year. That's good. Led the league in double plays. Huge. Our good friend Trevor Plouffe did that, so you got to be good at something. And he's slightly below average career numbers, but he had, he had a couple seasons that were good. Bounced around a ton. Oh, look at that rookie, that rookie uh, hitting streak. Oh, okay, hold on. He was a September call-up in 86. In 87, his rookie year, he had the hitting streak. Where? What's the easiest way to find this? Control find zero and look for the biggest gap of no zeros in the hits column. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. Where, oh, where is the, there it is. All right, so it looks like it was from August 25th. Ah, shit. To October 2nd. In the second to last game of the season, he lost his hitting streak. That would have been so much cooler if he could have ridden it out to the end of the season. But in this game on October 3rd, he lost the streak. The Padres only got three hits. Who was pitching? Oh. Hershiser. Jimmy Jones versus Oral Hershiser. Which name would you rather have? Jimmy Jones or Oral Hershiser? I think I'm going Oral, even though I, my name is Jimmy. But Jimmy Jones. Come on, it's too much. Sound like a cartoon. What am I looking for? Benito. First at bat, he struck out. Second at bat, he grounded out to shortstop. Third at bat, hit a fly ball, and he didn't even get a fourth at bat. That sucks. Well, it's cool that he got the record and all that. What else did I have on him? Mm. First home run in Marlins history. He signed with the Philadelphia Phillies, for whom he hit a career-high 30 home runs, including a ninth-inning grand slam on May 3rd off Greg Maddox. The first Grand Slam surrendered by Maddox in his career. Damn. 36-year-old catcher's next stop was San Francisco. Some of his teammates questioned his ability to be a team player. Brutal. That sucks. I believe his defense was the classic catcher's defense where he could peg runners like crazy, but he led the league. Um, he led the league in like errors and pass balls and shit. Let's see, where's the stupid defense? Not that these fielding. So, yeah, he led the league in pass balls three different times, but he also led the league in caught stealing percentage once because he had a crazy arm. Um, yeah, like, look at this fucking 60 wild pitches in 93. Who the hell was pitching to him? That sucks. So, I mean, that's, you know, catcher defensive stats. It's always a, a scale. But people don't like to act like that. Gary Sanchez can throw runners out like crazy, but his blocking sucks. Actually, it was better last year. But uh, not many Yachty's out there. Benito Santiago. Well, that's cool. Agent was Scott Boris. Rookie of the year, three-time Gold Glove, four-time Silver Slugger, five-time All-Star, NLCS MVP. 
NLCS MVP. What were his stats in that game? NLCS MVP. In the NLCS five-game series, he won the MVP. He hit 300 with the 964 OPS. He had two home runs, six RBIs. Six hits, two home runs. Those don't, like, jump off the page. Okay, one more thing I want to look at is who was his competition for Rookie of the Year. Sometimes it's close. Sometimes there's no one else. Mike Dunn. Nope. He ran away with it. I mean, he had a 34-game hitting streak. That probably lit the writer's eyes up as, let's give it to this guy. But how about this? Randy Myers got one vote. Good for you, Randy Myers. 15 war career, some Cy Young votes later on, MVP votes. Way to go. It's good stuff all around for Randy Myers. All right. Where was I? Well, that's Benito Santiago. Oh, there was a funny quote where he got caught in the steroid scandal because he had needles in his locker. And before he, before he came out and said in the Balco and the, in the hearings, like, you know, before court said, yeah, I did steroids. His first thing was like, no, that was just a prank. Barry Bonds used to play on me <laughs> or, or something like that, which is great. That's what I do. Just blame it all on Barry all the time. Those were my needles. Barry used to stash needles all over this place. Put that shit on me. But then I think he was doing steroids, so that sucks. But I would bet he wasn't doing them until the end of the career there. Who knows? I don't even bet, so. But I would bet. Bam. All right. And that's all I have to say about that. Book of the day. The book of the day is kind of a... I don't know. I don't know how many people like or know this stuff. Billy Childish, not Billy Eilish, Billy Childish. He's in a ton of bands, does like every form of art. His Wikipedia is actually kind of stupid because check this out. Billy Childish. Billy Childish. He's British, um, English. Billy Childish, born Stephen John Hamper, so stage name, is an English painter, author, poet, photographer, filmmaker, singer, and guitarist. Seven different forms of art this dude does. So. But he wrote poems for a while, and I like this book because I went through, I told you, of uh, kind of that uh, rough poetry, um, kind of like, you know, harsh life, mad at the world, angry poetry. And he did that, but he did Hunger at the Moon. But he loves, like, childhood and he thinks you know a lot of at this point in time when he was writing this about how like adults just get driven down and don't enjoy the joys that children do and it's a real weird concept because i understand what he's saying but i don't know if i agree with it so i'm going to talk about it to you guys in this poem hunger at the moon which is the name of the book hunger at the moon he says uh I will never understand the tiredness of my fellow man, their lack of power, their happiness to be led like cattle, their love and spirit squeezed out of them by age 10. Common theme in a lot of po- poets and, and artists, people to, to be like, all oh, you sheep just walking around doing your nine to five. It's like some people are fine with that, man. You know, I wasn't. I never would have been, but I was jealous of my dad and my sister and anyone who could have just made the best out of that. 
Um, but I always wanted to do my own creative shit. So I'm glad that this company took off and I'm doing it. But a lot of, a lot of artists like get mad at people for doing it. I never got that, but it wasn't for me. Anyway, and he says, um, I will never grow tired of the strangeness of nature, the solidness of the hollow blue sky, the impossible hues in a broken birch twig. No wonder that our children collect leaves and shells like jewels, but a polished diamond to a child's eye is too pure, too sterile. They need the gaudy clash of unrefined nature. And I was thinking about that because it's definitely true. Kids and adults have different tastes when it comes to shiny, fun stuff. Kids like seashells and coloring on seashells and leaves, like he's saying. But he's saying... You know, he he's kind of saying he wishes that everyone still had that childlike spirit to find everything gaudy and colorful. But adults, it's more like, you know, the refined diamond. But I don't know, man. If you saw an adult, if you went to your buddy's house, he's like 30 years old. He's like, check out my leaf collection. It better be some cool leaves. I'm talking big ass leaves, maybe some four clovers, some leaves from trees that don't exist anymore or they don't they're like very rare to find it better not just be your standard leaf that you just blow into a, a, a bag and burn at the end of the season because that's weird i don't know why that's weird maybe we shouldn't judge leaf collectors seashell collectors but he's definitely right kids do that shit more than adults i don't really have a problem with it like yo check out my leaf collection if someone says check out my leaf collection you got to get real excited because you think you're about to see some badass leaves and then they just show you like a pile of leaves. You'd think they were, something was up. You'd be like, oh, oh, that's your leaf collection. Oh, oh no. Shells are still cool though. Shells are awesome. Like conch shells or big shells, big seat, nautical shit like that. Those are cool. So now I here I am insulting leaf lovers and then hyping up the shell people. What a jerk I am. Anyway, that was a little thing by Billy Childish, not Billy Eilish. Hunger at the moon. Angry stuff. All right. And that's all I have to say about that. What's going on? Let's see. We got stuff. The chat was active. You guys just talking to each other now. It's hard to hard to monitor. Uh, I hate being a Pirates fan more than life, said Patrick. That sucks. Archer News got you down. Go listen to the Cole Tucker episode, and I think you'll appreciate being a, a Pirates fan because Cole Tucker's awesome. And if they play a 60-game season, Pirates can make a run at that. Anyone can make a run at that. Uh, but Archer News sucks. I wrote a review of Billy Childish music and he got pissy with me online about it. That adds up. I mean, it seems like an angry guy from the poems I've read. Um, in Australia, you're not allowed to take shells from the beach. Really? I don't remember that. What about from Shelly Beach, Corey? Shelly Beach is chock full of shells. They don't let you take any. Hurts to walk on the sand. I'm changing my name, my screen name to Billy Eyelash. You do you, man. Crush it. 
Did you see Trevor Bauer's interview on Pat McAfee? I did not. I did not. Was it good? Should I watch it? Do you watch minor league games often? No, I do not. Zero. I mean, I've watched 162 Yankee games. Kind of hard to watch minor league games, too. That'd be crazy. You got to watch it on the broadcast that, like, I used to watch my little brother play when he was 10 years old, just like the shitty stable cam. The crabs live there. In the shells? The crabs live in the shells or the crabs live at Shelly Beach? I once ran away from my parents, went to Shelly Beach. They got mad at me. I was like eight years old. Shelly Beach in Australia has got a nice little restaurant behind it, I believe. Small beach. To the right side when you're looking at the water, if my, if my nine-year-old memory serves me correctly, there's huge cliffs. Ah, uh, I want to... I haven't been there since I was 10 years old, but there's huge cliffs. And I remember teenagers would climb up them and just chill on the rocks overlooking the ocean. Okay. I'll show you guys. This is, here's my memory. When I lived in Australia, I was really young of Shelly beach. So Shelly beach is this tiny little beach right here. And this is manly beach. And I was over here with my family, and then I walked, it's nine years old, I walked this trail all by myself to Shelly Beach, and scared my parents. Um, these are cool, these tide pools they have in Australia, really cool. I, I've swum in that one. Hey, I think this is, I think my sister got bit by an octopus in this one. Um... Maybe it wasn't that one. Not an octopus, like a jellyfish. She got stung. She got stung, and then we had to go run to the store and get vinegar to put on her. These tide pools in Australia are cool. Wave pools is the way water just crashes in. But Shelly Beach, man. Shit, Shelly, look at it. There's a lot of people there. This is the... Ra- there's- oh, is it gone? There was a restaurant, maybe... Maybe this one. There's a restaurant that my mom really liked. And then, yeah, these rocks. Like this is, do they let you put the little guy on the beach? Okay, so there's Shelly Beach. Oh, those aren't as high as my my uh, childhood brain. But yeah, teenagers would climb like up here and just chill. And they'd be drinking and hanging out while my family was these people. That's my nine-year-old memory. This guy fully clothed? This guy wearing full clothes? Just chilling? Handicap accessible water? That's awesome. Just put the wheelchair right down in there. That's cool. Anyway, Shelly Beach. Shelly Beach. Shelly, Australia. Look at this. This is the path I walked. Well, nine-year-old punk me being a martyr. There's that guy. This is brutal for people that are just listening to the audio. I apologize. They got to blur out all of these faces on Google Maps when they do this. That must take so long. Here we are just cruising from Shelly Beach. It's a little shower station. Where's the tide pool? That's what I want to see. A little wave pool. Oh, fixing her sneaker. There it is. It's cool if you're a kid or you don't want to go into the ocean, but you want to feel the rhythm of the waves. These things are cool. 
Bam. How often do they do this on Google Maps? Like, would it be easy to tell, like, ah, this is from 2011, the last time this dog. Dog, oh, that's crazy. Dog disappeared. Where's the dog at? Leg looks weird. Is this a three-legged dog? And then one foot's white, and the other foot looks like it doesn't have a foot on it? Is it trickery, or is this a three-legged dog? I think that's a three-legged dog. I believe just a regular three-legged dog. New developments coming through. There you go. All right, we did a tour of Australia. I don't know how we got there. Just rabbit hole after rabbit hole. I was doing uh, tide pools are cool. Yes, I agree. Where do I go to feel the rhythm of the night? Uh, that's up to you, man. You just got to do it yourself. Pretty sure that's a horse. Wrong. I know that that wasn't a horse. A great white shark was washed up in that tide pool during a storm last year. Really? Did it get out? Don't make me Google stuff, guys. Uh, Manly Beach tide pool. Great white shark. They have images of it. Sometimes great white sharks really don't live up to the hype. Like this dude's not not that big, you know. I want my great whites. Oh, just did this by accident, which you guys surely don't want. We want, we want, <laughs> we want the other, we want the other thing big. Not my face like this. Boom. There we go. That's not that big, but it's cool. It's cool if that's uh, like, hold on, I made it, made it too big. Just chilling there. The tide pool turned into a great white shark exhibit real quick. It's nuts. Someone went in the water. That is pretty cool. That's got to happen kind of frequently. Oh, yeah, look, look, that's the statue from the Google Maps. So this is definitely the same pool. Just saying that shark's not that great. It's not what I had in my mind when Corey said in the chat, a shark went in there. Well, anyway, I feel like we went down uh, more rabbit holes than we, than we thought today. So I'm done. I'm just going to play the music again. And to recap... I'm getting a dog tomorrow. It's 74 degrees in Nanjamoy. Benito Santiago had some fun stats and some fun events in his career. Also did steroids. Billy Childish thinks uh, all adults should collect leaves and, and shells just like little kids do. And Shelly Beach um, has, has shells, but don't take them because Australia says you can't. Chill around the tide pool. You might see a mediocre gray shark. See you guys tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out with me. Appreciate you. Goodbye.